This is America's Healthcare Challenge with Sean McGuire. I just see a huge train wreck come down. On News Talk 1290. Join the conversation by calling 1-800-577-1290 or online at healthreformexplained.com. Once again, here's your host, Sean McGuire. Welcome back to America's Healthcare Challenge. Online, healthreformexplained.com. With Stuart Sloan this week, this is Sean McGuire. And uh, we are talking about a possible ACA replacement plan, the who, what, the when, and the where. And that's what we're going to focus on is the when, when we might see more specifics about an actual ACA replacement program. Stuart, uh, what do you think about that? Stuart, uh, your thoughts on an ACA replacement plan? <clears throat> well, <clears throat> uh, at a closed-door meeting uh, at the Capitol on Thursday, uh, House Speaker Paul Ryan of Wisconsin and other leaders described a broad vision of what a replacement bill would look like. Uh, here's just a short description of some of those. Uh, we've covered uh, some of this in, in, in some of the early segments, but again, a revamped Medicaid uh, program for the poor, tax breaks to help people pay doctor's bills and uh, federally subsidized state pools to assist those with costly medical conditions to buy insurance. One option being pushed would replace the tax increases in Obama's uh, uh, law uh, with new levies in the value uh, of some employer-provided health plans. Uh, other things included, I mean, Obama's law uh, levied $1.1 trillion in taxes over a decade to finance its expanded coverage. Uh, the leaders, GOP leaders said some of these taxes could be re- repealed and replaced by a new tax on health care that employees receive at work. We just covered that. Mm-hmm. Um, also, individuals would pay taxes on the value of such coverage uh, above $12,000 for individuals and above $30,000 for families. That's more generous uh, than, than you know, the Cadillac tax. And as far as the expansion of Medicaid is concerned, that would be financed uh, by, federal, uh, by the federal government, would be phased out in terms of the way it's set up right now, and extra Medicaid uh, money would flow to the states. Uh, in terms of determining uh, what they would do with it in form of block grants, and then measuring that for a period of a couple of years, then establishing a system uh, in terms of what what the money uh, would would be used for uh, in the Medicaid program thereafter. So these are a couple of the ideas that have been floated uh, by Ryan uh, at that meeting on Thursday. Mm-hmm. And... Um... <sighs> What about this issue of tax credits? Is that good for the consumer? Because I heard on the flip side that it's tough for people. It doesn't really help people because they still have to come up with the money and then get reimbursed later. Well, again, one of the, one of the critics uh, of that and also health savings accounts is that people at the lower end of the spectrum you know, don't get any help in terms of tax credits. Uh, beyond a floor that would be established, they would get funds uh, to buy health coverage beyond the floor. Yes, I see. I see. What are um, what are the? Th- I think Medicaid expansion, for example, is going to be a, a huge thing. And as you know, the people in all these states' capitals, Medicaid is a is a huge issue. Do you think state legislatures and governors want to take on more 
responsibility for Medicaid? No, they really <clears throat> they really don't. And they they some of the states have tried. You know, and Florida is one of them. Have tried to put forth um, uh, proposals to uh, have a different type of a plan, and those were turned down. Several of the states uh, were turned down for having an alternative type of a plan. Uh, ironically, a successful state uh, that did that was Indiana. We're going to talk about that in, in the very last comments that we'll make. But again, uh, I think that, that any replacement plan, uh, the Medicaid segment is, is absolutely huge. Yes, yes. And, and it's costly, too, from a, mm-hmm. from a yep. taxpayer standpoint as well. Yeah, but totally um, but w- why don't you bring you brought up Indiana? That's a, I think that's important because Seema Verma, which is the head of the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services, was going through the confirmation process recently. Yeah, uh, what what yeah, did you think about? Let's Indiana? talk about that just just uh, briefly. Um, with with Tom Price as the health secretary now in place, uh, one of the team members that that uh, needs to join. Uh, is you know is his protege, which is Seema, uh, you know Verma. Um, she's a healthcare consultant, and she helped him uh, in Indiana uh, set up a Medicaid uh, type of a program. Uh, Medicaid in general, as a as an agency, uh, oversees programs that cover one out of three Americans. So as you said, uh, you know it's a huge, huge program, and, and it takes huge funding. That's the reason why the push to uh, to block grants uh, is something different than what sits out there right now is so important. Yeah. Uh, the finance committee uh, vote on on uh, Verma's nomination is not expected uh, until next week. Okay. Well, she seems she seems to be on track, uh, you know, to be you know affirmed. Great, great. All right, Stuart, we're uh, running up against the end of the time. Thank you so much for joining us. And again, uh, they can find you online at rcs-ins.com. See you next time, Stuart. Thank you. Thank you. And I'll see you next time here on America's Healthcare Challenge. Until next time, Sean McGuire signing off.